0: Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for getting the shit together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink. dot com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners thanks for joining me today i'm your host cara tome and what i do on just radio is seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of innovative programming that engages the public be that through an ongoing project an artist collaborative a nonprofit entity a business a space whatever it is the goal is to give these motivated artists uh, a forum to share their experiences share their diy practices so, they can inspire others to do the same and inspire people to uh, frequent these alternative artist friend spaces. So, I'm happy to have with me today um, a, a young artist, a young, energetic, seemingly voluminous energy with the amount of stuff she does, Lydia Glenn Murray. She is the proprietor, director, owner, curator. Uh, event coordinator extraordinaire at a place called Chins Push. That's right, Chins Push. Very interesting name, I know. And I'm going to ask her how she got that name. I know how she got the name. But actually, um, I found her uh, and her space, which is really underground. You could call it an underground space because she doesn't have a website yet. Facebook promotion, social media, nothing like that yet, uh, but seems like she doesn't really need it because everything I've gone to there has been packed, and there is a big following in the Northeast District for Chin's uh, push. Oh, I should pause and say that this episode is part of Spotlight on Mila, which is a kind of, um, well, a sub-show, you might say. My other show is called Just Do It which pretty much has the same theme of artists doing things out there in the community. But this particular episode um, or series of episodes called Spotlight on NILA was developed with the NILA Arts Group to highlight what's going on in that area because uh, NILA, Northeast LA, has got a lot of different uh, artist-run things going on. So we try to highlight those. So, um, okay, so back to Chin's Push, I found out about them through uh, an article in the LA Weekly by Carol Che. She had uh, write some, wrote, written something about alternative spaces in LA to check out now, and there was a list of 10 of them, and Chin's Push was on that list. And uh she listed Lydia's email because that's the only way to find out what's going on at Jen's push. So I started communicating with Lydia via email and got on her list and started getting event uh, invites through that. And uh, the first time I went to the space, I saw a really amazing thing. I mean, going to the space was really fun. You know, it was in the it was dark, it was night. Had to find the space and then I uh, we find this I find this house. Uh, kind of rambling house up a little hill very dark lots of people kind of milling around uh, trying to figure out kind of where what was going on where it was you got to kind of go down the side alley and then all of a sudden I come up the 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 driveway and um, kind of by the trash can there's a big open window and I look in the window and inside this very small room are about, oh gosh, uh, 20, 30 people crammed in sitting on the floor and standing and two dancers who start to do this amazingly intense choreographic piece with a live uh, electric guitar player right there. And uh, I watched it in this picture window kind of situation. It was great. It was like this screen that I was watching this am- really really effective dance uh, through, and I, I just really thought that was wonderful. So that was my first experience with the space, and it really made a big impression. And I, the list of things go on and on about uh, of what she's done. I'm going to, of course, get Lydia w- uh, here with us. I'm, I'm talking too much about the space and not letting her talk about the space. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome uh, Lydia to the show. Hi, Lydia. Thanks for being with me today.
1: Hi. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to
0: talk to you. Oh, good! I'm so excited (laughs) to talk to you about all the things you've been doing at the space, Uh, and and I've kind of rambled on for a bit about it. But now I want you to start take it over and start really talking to us about how this all came about and everything that's been going on there. Um, I mean, I'd like to just first hear about just you. You know, you're an artist, a working artist. I hear you just graduated from UCLA, correct?
1: Yes, I did. I just finished this summer. Yay, (laughs) congratulations. Thank you, baby. What what degree
0: did you get?
1: Um, It's a bachelor's degree in art, so it's not actually a fine art. It's not a BFA. It's more of an academic program, but it was a studio um, major, yeah.
0: Okay, well, congratulations again. That's awesome. So you just graduated you. from UCLA, and only, I mean, barely a year ago, barely a year ago, you decide to uh, buy this house and start programming. But just tell me a little bit about how how that idea came about and why, and maybe a little bit about how you found, uh, found the place. Yeah,
1: sounds good. Um, so I guess during school um, – I started, when I was still in, at UCLA and living in Westwood, my, I guess it was my third year of school, um, my roommate and I decided to title our apartment Babe Pad and we just started having um, <laughs> events there. We decided to do like um, a weekly thing. So it was Monday nights at 8 p.m. We would just rearrange our apartment living room into some weird um set up and invite whoever wanted to come to come over and we um we never made it really formal with like you know a website or even like Facebook or anything like that it was just like word of mouth or texting people um and we did the experimented with different things but basically we would one week we did uh, figure drawing and another week we had everybody share excerpts of something they'd read recently that was inspiring or another week we did um, around Halloween we did a seance, like this massive seance and um, and then ghost stories in the basement and um, just really experimenting with stuff but with this kind of regularized format of everyone knew the time and place and it was a really amazing – very rewarding thing. It felt like um, people really appreciated this, like, gathering site, and it was just really fun. (laughs) And um, I think that definitely informed me um, that this is something, like, the type of thing that I wanted to keep doing. Um, And in college, I guess, I got kind of interested in ideas of... um, social practice and stuff like that as, as an artist myself. But then I found that this other thing that didn't feel like it was part of my art practice exactly, but that it was somehow, I think I started to really intellectualize art making a lot and then having a space to just bring people together and have fun and experiment felt really much more sort of liberating and... Um, it felt like I was achieving a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do through my own artwork, but I didn't have to call it that. It was something much more shared and open. And, um, yeah, so yeah, that I, was kind of so the origin story, I guess.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you really, have, like yeah, you really have kept that whole spirit going exactly what you're saying about your approach, you know, but just on a bigger scale because it's a bigger space. But what I love is you're right. talking about this desire, it's really a desire to share and, and let this whole uh, communal thing, you really are building up a community, and you obviously as a person really enjoy that. I mean, this is coming from, from you, And it, but it's also interesting because you said, you just said that you felt like the organizing and the kind of doing the events or bringing people together didn't feel like part of your art practice, but I wonder if you have maybe shifted that, and I kind of hope you have, because I feel like as artists... Yeah. That's something we talk about it's just all the time. Your practice is everything you do, and if your practice right. involves you know doing events and bringing people, that's art as well. You are performing a kind of social like you're saying like a social practice type of. Thing and an art, it's an art form to do what you're doing. You are experimenting, bringing oh, yeah. together, doing the art. So I, I would hope that you think of it now as part of your practice.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a way, I sort of, the the reason why it felt so sort of liberating was that I didn't have to define it either which way, you know? It didn't have to mm-hmm. be something else that wasn't a part of my art practice, but it was definitely not something that I was like, bringing into the classroom and like getting critiqued on or something. So it just sort of allowed me to like play a little bit more maybe. Um, And I think at this point, that's something I think about a good amount is like how, you know, how my, my art practice is going to continue outside of school and how this either is it fits into it, like is instead of it, you know, whatever. Um, But I think, that part of what's exciting to me is the way that um, it's sort of undefined, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't need, yeah. I don't necessarily need to um, claim it as that, but it definitely feels like that, you know. Um, yeah. But I think that that's something that's been actually, I'm not sure what where that comes from exactly, but that's that kind of idea of things existing in a gray area has been a really huge part of everything I've been doing over there so from the idea of like what is public and private space in the house you know it's like I have my bedroom and then like my bedroom door opens up onto a giant sculpture right now because our living room is taken up by this show Um, and then there's different things that happen that um feel like I'm I'm not even sure whether they're part of the programming or not. You know, certain things that feel like spontaneously happen and they feel very in line with what's happening at the space, but it's like just a dinner party with friends or actually there's AA meetings that happen there. And I don't claim like ownership over that in any way, but I love that all of those things can sort of equally be a part of of it and it doesn't need to be defined as like you know yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well i think i think this I, i love talking it's great to talk to someone like yourself and there's not a lot of people around at least that i've discovered that are as motivated as you that in terms of taking all of this just throwing it out there and doing it you are going for it um but also to talk to you at a time it's interesting. You're young. You just graduated, you know, college, and you're and you're, yes. you know, exploring your ideas. and And it's so interesting to hear your where you are in your thinking because you are. Kind of living it, literally living, breathing, doing it, and kind of and thinking about it as it comes. And and it's going to be really interesting to see kind of where this does all, you know, end up and how uh, you feel about it. And I mean, I wish we could talk in five years. Let's let's have a plan. Talk in five years, Just <laughs> 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 so we can kind of hear
1: where okay. your thinking is. Because it's, yeah, it's great and I'm to, very yeah. curious about that too, actually. And yeah, because you, part you know, of it yeah, is. I, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just kind yeah, of we've like, we've
0: emailed back and forth a lot. Um, I mean, it kind of took us a while to get this actual conversation together. Just we're both busy, but we've been, you know, emailing back and forth, and I've been asking all the all sorts of questions. And you know, it's funny, I found myself um sitting into this kind of like, um, well, I was asking you like, well, don't you have a website? And don't you have a Facebook? And don't you have a mission statement? And what? And you kept coming back to me like, well, n- well, no, I'm not there yet. You know, this is, <laughs> I'm not there yeah. yet. This is just. I'm just doing it. I'm in it. I, I, I. We bought the house. I started programming, and it went and it's gone like wildfire. And we're not there yet. And I'm, and I'm cool with that. And it's actually really, you know, a good time and place. And it was good for me. It's like, okay, oh, minute, Kara, check yourself there. You know, not everything <laughs> is defined with a website and a mission and blah blah blah. I mean, so that's what I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, and here, thinking as just again, kind of someone starting from scratch, living it, doing it, and it will morph and change as you go. But I have to say, yeah. you have really been successful already. I mean, and and I know that because. Well, first of all, the list of things that you have done there at the space already are just it's, it's it's so many things, so many things coming up and and it's crowded and people are embracing and people are always there and you're just doing that all on basically an email, an email list. So you just you're definitely caught yeah. here to, to something, you know, that's really uh you know, you you you've created this special space and place. So that's really something to be kind of celebrated. Um so congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Let you me so much. just do this because you're welcome. Because um there's so many things you've done. Obviously we can't talk about all of them, but just to get people who are listening, you've said a few things when you did some of the things you talked about in your uh um space in U C L A, your room in U C L A or house. I want to um just kind of list off a few things that um i it sounded so great to me so, that they can, our listeners can get again into the spirit of the kind of stuff that you do. So, you sent me yeah. a list of all the things you've done. Um, and I'm just going to kind of list a few off, and then we could maybe talk about a couple of them. But um, so of you, you the first thing you did in the space was actually a class, a 10 week class for artists called Your mm-hmm. Art is Yours. So, again, right away you started with something that was about sharing and information and artists, which is great. Then you did a, um, well, the first, the first gallery show in the little you know, space that is the official, formal, kind of white walls gallery was a co-curated show of two artists. Uh, and The next thing was a four-day holiday shop with about 80 artists involved selling their things. Um, so, like, right there, the first three things you did, again, co-curating and the class and the sharing, artists being able to share things with the community and uh, all of that is you know, you set the tone right then and there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then other things like afternoon tea, experimental noise show, an object library where objects were for loan that had many uses. Uh, let's see, ongoing treasure hunt around the property in the style of an epic poem or fictional narrative, uh, the Doormat Project, <laughs> a poetry reading called Capulet's Orchard named after the balcony scene in Romeo and Juliet where you had your poets climb a ladder and uh, kind of you know, read their poems above the crowd as if they were you know, on a balcony. Um, let's see, Feed Us, Fund Us, Trailer Breakfast Backyard Fundraiser, that's interesting. I like to talk about that. Um, what else? You have a res- You're trying to do res. You are doing a residency program where people are using the trailer, the yard, the house, and the garage as a live/work space. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop there because that's. I'm just that's like a quarter of the things on this list, but it just gives this kind of you know, ra putting them all together, you just can get the spirit of what's going on there. But are there any of those that I just? talked about or or said that you would like to go into a little bit more detail about, you would like to kind of hear a little bit more richness about one of these projects that you already did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, um, they all have been huge learning experiences. Um, I think, I mean, since then there's been a bunch of music stuff and just kind of really trying to try a little bit of everything. Um, but, I guess uh, like an example of one that i some of the a lot of these sort of have their own sort of presence online somewhere or something like that, or where there's kind of like maybe it's on the website of the artist or it's on you know documented through an article or something like that, but then there are other things that happen that kind of only. Um, are revealed through actually visiting the space or through conversation. So, like, the thing that I just listed on their doormat project was kind of an exciting one to me where I just was looking, like, procrastinating on something and looking at some website called, like, Personalization Mall or something. And um, they had a countdown sale where there was six hours left um, for this huge discount on personalized doormats (laughs) and there was something about that that was just really exciting to me because I don't know that idea just seemed kind of funny and like full of potential and so Mm -hmm. I asked three friends who um, had printed on alternative materials before and whose work I really liked I sent them a thing saying like you've got six hours like do you think you want to design something and like I'll get them printed um and they'll have one for outside each door of the space and um and so that happened, and what came out of it were some really amazing pieces, and that just kind of then those became the doormats, and it was as simple as that, but there was something about just that that to me represents kind of the lens that this has allowed me to approach things with, where it's kind of like um. Just the whole space is kind of constantly evolving and um, and it feels like everything that happens there there's sort of remnants of it so certain the first show Christian Cummings drew directly onto the walls um, and in my what is now my kitchen which was at that time just part of the exhibition space there's still remnants of his work and now there's these doormats that were made by everybody and For the last show, we ripped up the carpet um, in order to, like, create the desired exhibition space. But now our living room has hardwood floors, which is great. Um, And so I guess, like, part of what's exciting to me is that each of these things, like, it's kind of a weird, you know, shabby old house. And um, in order to prepare for each thing or – We make changes to it, and then those changes become just a part of the household. And so every time someone visits the space, I try to use it in a different way, and I try for it to be that it's like there's always kind of like a fresh, um, like a freshness to it, I guess, or some something new to see or some new way that it can be approached. And I think that's part of also the idea of actually, you know, not having a website and stuff, as you mentioned, is that I really like that there's kind of a a discovery process and a relationship that defines what the space is, and that can be different for every visitor or every person who hears about it. There's something sort of, like, mystical, maybe, <laughs> in that, mm-hmm. um, where it's each person develops an idiosyncratic idea of what this is, and that can... Develop over time, or not. Maybe they come to one thing and they think it's a store, and then they leave and they never hear about it again, and they just think there's a store there. But someone else comes to everything and sees the sort of complexity or diversity of of what's going on, and there's just something exciting about that to me. Me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so exciting.
0: Yeah. I know it really is. You're you're treating it just spontaneity is the is like the rule and the approach and you know, the space itself is this morphing, changing part of the project, which is really exciting. And, uh, yeah, your your approach is, it, it sounds like you're operating in a place that's just really free. You haven't put any restrictions on yourself of any kind of, like, expectations of what it's supposed to be or what you're supposed to be doing or, you know, uh, it's like a rejecting this formalization, in a way, of, of right. what we kind of expect of spaces, places, you know, that kind of thing. So you are in this gray area which is which is super exciting, definitely. Um well let's talk about um some upcoming things because uh and then I think we're gonna have a lot of people listening to this who are gonna wanna jump on your email list, which I wanna like I'm sorry listeners, you have to wait till the end to have it revealed. <laughs> It's kind of like that, a a reward, right, for listening to this conversation between the two of us at the end of our show. After you listen to us, you get to uh, get that email uh, address so that you can get be in the know about Jim's Bush. So, um, like, you also sent me this long, long list of things coming up. I'm going to start it off by by listing or saying a few of them too. Um, it's just fun. It's just it it's just looking as an as. An outsider looking at the, all, this list, yeah, you guys are having so much fun. It's just contagious, too. I mean, what, what <laughs> fun things are doing? Okay, so you're going to do a Pokemon festal, Festival, which is going to involve an art show, an 8-bit band, uh, food, art, craft vendors, and a massive Pokemon po- Pokemon tournament. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, and actually that hap- Some of
1: these things have happened. So the Pokemon oh. Festival happened
0: um, okay, a couple right. of yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, okay, this email is, right, it's a few weeks stale, pardon me. <laughs> so it did happen, so how did your Pokemon Festival go? It was, Let's talk about that.
1: It was amazing. It was a yeah. huge, just, it was, like, probably the most compli- complicated um, thing that's we've done yet, where, there, well, I guess the store had, like, 80 people involved, but this, again, was just kind of had... Um, so many different moving parts. So they're in the front little gallery space. There was like a curated video game art show. And then in the house, my friend Johnny, um, that's Johnny Jungle Guts, who organized the whole thing with me. And he's been putting these on at different venues around the place. Um, And he, we plastered all the walls, the ceiling, the fridge, the cabinets, the bookshelves. Every surface was covered in his really beautiful um, ink drawings of Pokemon that he's been doing. So he's doing every Pokemon in every evolution, which is, adds up to hundreds and hundreds, and they're all sale, on sale for $5. Um, and then there's a Pokemon tournament in the middle of that. So kids came out from, like, Manhattan Beach and all over the place. Um, some, I think a family came from San Diego or something to be a part of the Pokemon tournament because um, I guess they're kind of few and far between. Um, so their kids on other uh, Game Right, but they probably
0: also have a, right, they probably, but you've also got a massive following of people that, you know, it's like kind of, it's, I was wondering if you tapped into that, like the Pokemon, there's a, you know, there's a yeah. fan for that. It's yeah. probably that. You're talking yeah. about that. <laughs> you know, like exactly. you thousands so, of people there. Oh, it's a good thing it wasn't listed on some kind of like Pokemon fan site that had thousands of people showing up <laughs> <to Disney. laughs> Yeah, totally.
1: Johnny has kind of, like, tapped into, uh, because he's been doing this around, so he's kind of tapped into um, that community, and he's Mm -hmm. been a dedicated Pokemon fan forever. So um, he definitely had those contacts, and then I think uh, it was written about in LA Weekly beforehand. They did a little feature in their events section, so that's how we ended up getting a bunch of families. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: And... Yeah, and so that was a really interesting one where... Uh, so that was in the house, and then in the backyard, we had food vendors and bands and crafts and all sorts of different stuff. Again, all Pokemon-themed, of course. Um, and uh, it was really just a totally new experience for me because there was a few, you know, some people who just were friends or have just, you know, show up for stuff at the space but then also a totally different demographic that I haven't really seen there before at all, you know. Um, And that was interesting. And actually, in some ways, it was kind of challenging in that um, we asked for a donation at the door because we, you know, rented tables and stuff like that. Um, Sure. And so uh, people... Came from far and wide to see this. And I think some people turned up really expecting that this was going to be in like a convention center and they were going to get, right. you know, they were collectors of Pokemon figurines or something. And they showed right. up and it was a weird house with green turquoise carpet. And it was just kind of, right. it was really interesting to see the different reactions to that, where some people seemed totally so appreciative of the way that we'd opened up um, the space to them and that we were they really liked the weird kind of quirkiness. And I got some really sort of affirming feedback. And then I had actually two people ask me for a refund because mm-hmm. they had sure. thought that it was going to be something totally different. And I kind of, at first, I felt really freaked out by that and I was felt like, somehow I'd failed and this kid was sad because he couldn't get his figurine and how could we do this to him (laughs) and you know it was like really scary feeling but then I but then throughout the day people would kind of drop in and be a little hesitant and then end up hanging out with this really amazing diverse crowd in this totally bizarre situation and the feedback that I got about that and just the sort of general feeling that was in the place was so great and it it made me realize that those moments of um, you know, what feel like a failure or something are actually I really appreciate the opportunity to sort of learn to deal with that and get through that because that's, you know, there's a lot of um, fear of pleasing people, you know, wanting to sure. provide something that people want to be a part of and people are going to turn up for and to see what happens when someone is disappointed and and to be able to sort of see that actually the strangeness that made that turned them away was also what created such a special experience for other people and it was felt totally worth it and it was it was a really good I'm really glad that that happened, actually.
0: <laughs> so it's wonderful that you're yeah. so open-minded like that. Because, and again, it's so refreshing to hear from someone <laughs> like yourself at this point in your life that you're literally just walking through and learning as you go about what you're doing. Because a lot of people try to define what they're doing first and then do it, you know. But you're in it, and yeah, what a what a kind of difficult, challenging, and then but you're saying ultimately kind of you know. Affirming thing, and you, and it is a lesson because when you are someone, you or anyone who puts out something that is surprising, unique, and someone who is not, you know, you quote, you think your audience stumbles upon it. There's going to be right. there can be one there can be one or other of that kind of reaction, and it sounds like, except for maybe this one or two, you know, a few people who just couldn't couldn't go there and rejected well that's their loss you know but the ones that showed up yeah got surprised but opened their minds up and just enjoyed they'll never forget that I mean that you've completely yeah. opened someone's mind to a way of doing things that's you know creative and different and I guarantee you those people had a really significant experience and we'll talk about it for a long time <laughs> so that outweighs after that outweighs any kind of disappointment or rejection from people who are going to show up and go I don't get this and just leave you know it's again it's their loss yeah that's that's what I think yeah so yeah yeah, and
1: actually that's I think something that I really appreciate about the space is that it is a weird funky thing and I you know it requires um you know it's it's Working in the house, setting up an exhibition in this weird kind of falling apart house um, is a pretty particular thing to do. And so it's it's almost like self-selecting where the people who end up um, uh, being excited about it and wanting to be a part of it or do something there are really kind of open-minded and really embracing those things. And so I think that makes for kind of an exciting environment where um, people are wanting to take risks and try something new and um, people kind of understand what they're getting themselves into and end up, um, it, it feels like very sort of collaborative in a sense where it's like, Okay, if we want to rip up this carpet, like I'm gonna need you guys to help me do it <laughs> because there's no art handlers on staff. You know, it's all kind of everybody is in it together, and um, that's definitely been a really nice part of it too.
0: Absolutely, it sounds like you've got again, you've got a real solid community around you, which you're which you're activating. It's exciting. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about your future plans. I know that you want to keep it spontaneous, and I don't mean like tell me the date of your website going up. <laughs> but I rather mean just some of your ideas and where you're trying to push it and what what you're trying to do. I mean, you have talked, or, there, or rather, there's um, you have a desire for an artist uh, in residence or residency program. So, what are you thinking about mm-hmm. that? What is where? What are you thinking yeah. about how to make that happen? And,
1: yeah, so that we sort of... There's been one kind of first attempt at that where um, someone was living in the trailer and using um, a room in the house as a studio, and that was in exchange for doing uh, some work on the trailer and the space in general. Because um, there's, you know, always tons of work to be done there. It's kind of it feels like a work in progress. Um, and so uh that was a really interesting experience and kind of, um, yeah, I guess we had a lot of conversations about how to set up something like this, really working together to figure out how to communicate um, in a way where everyone knew what the expectations were. Um, and yeah. it was kind of, it was a little bit rocky, actually, but I think I learned a lot uh, from from that experience, and now we're kind of giving it another go where we're building out the garage right now um, as a studio. So before it had just been storage, but I just got rid of a ton of stuff, and now we're drywalling in there, and um, my friend Beckett Flannery is going to use it as a studio for two months, and again, that's in exchange for um, doing some work, Um but I see this, again, as kind of like a seedling of something where I really see his stay there as an opportunity to discuss the potential of what this could be. So I don't have, like, a master plan right now of what a residency program could look like exactly, but I have certain ideas about um, what I what I would like to get out of that or provide, um, yeah. and I think just kind of, like, taking it slow, um, and getting and sort of just letting it be flexible where at the beginning the things that I really need are just like white walls in there. Um, and and so that's kind of like what the agreement is. We don't have a plan for kind of like a show at the end or anything like that. But it could be that um, as time goes on we develop something that's more complex or more right. sort of, um, established, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I mean it's a really interesting model of just well, I like your approach. I mean, it's this is you, you're you're very consistent which is awesome, (laughs) you know, in that, you know, your approach is you have an idea and the idea is woven into the fabric of the space, but, and you just start trying it and you just give it a try. You stay open-minded, you find like-minded person and people to to do it. And then you're going to come out with that learning experience. It's really like a trial by error and you're going to have so much experience at the end of this and so much more meaningful (laughs) knowledge. You're going to have, you know, practical knowledge rather than people who are like, you know, I'm gonna write again. I'm gonna start this thing, and on paper it's more like this, and then they just kind of do it and go for it. I mean, you're you're doing it in a, in a way that's more kind of authentic and and really experiential because you're a part of it too. It's your house, it's your space, and it's actually a very smart way to do it to barter an artist, you know, with an artist to barter space for labor and but the, again the labor is part of this ongoing art project which is the house so it's all perfectly aligning together in your in your right. kind of like your own vision of, of the space. So, um you know, again, very, very consistent. Which is great. <laughs> um and then, well, what about your Airbnb thoughts? This is interesting. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Where, like, what's what's behind that idea? Because that's a whole yeah other whole game as well.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I guess that was just so we have this trailer in the backyard. It's a 1964, really cute little thing that I just uh, got it back from Night Gallery, where it had been a cafe for the summer. Um and it was set up in their parking lot. We called it day cafe and Eden Botkey, um, was cooking in there and it was really great. Um, we just got it back and then, and I was basically thinking about all the different options. And at that time I was kind of struggling to get rent (laughs) to get there. And we were like, Oh, maybe, you know what, like this could be lucrative. And, it's something having an Airbnb is something that's flexible it's not like having another full-time roommate Um, and also it could just be a really interesting way to sort of like introduce a new dynamic element to the what is already a very sort of influx situation there Um, so one of my roommates asked if there was a way that um, we were discussing rent and she was saying that um, it'd be cool to do some work in exchange for part of the rent because that had been something, you know, obviously that, yeah. the precedent was set with the residency type stuff. Um, and she's had experience doing an Airbnb um, for her parents. And so I thought it just made perfect sense to try and just see what happens if we put this trailer on the market. Um for, like, a few nights stay, and it could be that, I mean, I have no idea how it will turn out yet. Maybe, um, again, you know, it's like maybe someone will be freaked out because there's (laughs) a lot of activity around them, and they just want to (laughs) chill, but maybe um, someone else kind of ends up being really excited about um, what else is going on at the space and sort of, like, jumps in or... We'll see, um, but I guess it just seems like uh, she's going to be kind of managing that and um, we're going to figure out some sort of way that we split the income from it and it mm-hmm. seems like kind of just a practical but also kind of exciting thing. So
0: Right. It does. It does. <laughs> and all in keeping with just... To activating the space as as much as you can and, and in a very yeah. experimental way i mean it' it's all it's all just um it's all just very chin's push. That could be an expression now. <laughs> well, you know what? Almost, yeah, well, I'm just going to use that as a verb now, or, or an adjective, rather, or maybe both. <laughs> oh, gosh, you know what? We never even talked about the name. Cause tell us how the name came about, because it is definitely a funky name, in keeping with the funginess yeah. of the project. But what, how did the name come up?
1: Yeah, well, up? I, was, I was thinking, like just racking my brain about names, forever um and it was like kind of this huge group project with all my friends where we would just like sit around like coming up with the most ridiculous ideas um but nothing stuck and part of me just wanted to not give it a name and it was kind of part of the whole thing of sort of like almost anti-branding or something like no website no nothing (laughs) um but then uh I guess um, the only thing that kind of stuck the whole time was the name Chins Push, which um, came from the doorbell. So there was like kind of a pre-made sign there, um, which was it's a little tab slipped in that said Chins, as in like a family name, and then um, the button under it said Push. And in this like seemingly dilapidated house, we like everyone kind of expected it not to work. But you press it, and it makes this like very um, alarming and upbeat <laughs> sound. Yeah, um, and yeah. there was something about it that was just kind of like. I don't know. It it's just it. sort of it's stuck it. in a weird way. To yeah. It Um
0: It's great. It's, but it's, I, it's like it's, it, you, yeah. you discovered something that's a part of the space and just kind of yeah. co-opted it in a way into into, into your own. I love it. Well, yeah. you know what? I'm about to do the big reveal to our audience because after this uh, <laughs> conversation, I know you are going to have an influx of people wanting to get on your mailing list, and and I hope that's the case because it should be. <laughs> and so I only have like a couple minutes left of this 45 uh, minute interview, which you were worried about filling, but I knew we would because <laughs> you're so interesting to talk to. So um, if you would like to find out about what's going on at Chin's Push and be put on uh, Lydia's mailing list, her email. Email is lydia at four nine one seven york dot com so that's your first name l y d a at the address four nine one seven york which is the actual address of of uh, chin's push dot com and um well it's been such a pleasure to talk to you i i really um i really had a great time Thank and you so
1: much. I did as well. It's really nice to talk. You are
0: <laughs> welcome. I look forward to coming to some more of the things that you do there and again I hope you get lots of people interested and you are really a great uh model of an artist just doing DIY practices and learning as as you go and I hope that uh I hope that people were inspired by you. I certainly was. So, Lydia, I'll thank talk you, to you soon, so much. Okay? Means a lot. You're welcome. Okay,
1: sounds good.
0: Bye-bye. This is just <laughs> And we are a product of GIST Inc., a company by and for artists. You can find us at gyst-ink.com. Online we have resources for artists on professional practices and everything you could possibly imagine as subjects for uh, running your practice and diversifying your practice and supporting artists who want to do things like Lydia is doing. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you again on Spotlight, on Neela, or on my other show, Just Do It, which you can find on Blog Talk. I'm Tara Tomei. Have a nice day.